You're listening to Radio Influence. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there? I am doing grand, and I hope that you're doing grand as well. Listen, man, listen. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the motorcycle world, our motorcycle, our beloved motorcycle world. Um, you know, and I, I want to touch on a couple of things. I want to touch on a couple of things. Um, shout out to Mark Marquez. Shout out to Mark Marquez, the wonder boy, as, as my boy BT calls him, the baby-faced assassin, has done it again. He is, he is our 2019 MotoGP champion. Um, man, the guy just keeps doing his thing, man. Shout out to him and his team. Uh, look, the boy can ride. What can you say? The boy is a, Mark Marquez is a, he's a, he's a strategic rider. He's a, he, he, he's very not, I don't want to say he's just methodical. He's very cerebral. You know, he, he can see things for the big picture. Uh, he knows when, to you know, almost went into the Kenny Rogers. He knows when to hold him. He knows when to fold him and he knows when to walk away. Um, you know, he's, he's calculated and, and that has, as he's, it's cool to watch him. I remember the first time that I met Mark, uh, it was in Austin at Coda. Uh, and, and there's a funny story where Mark and I, this was at the Red Bull after party. Uh, there was, it was after his first, uh, his first victory at Coda MotoGP weekend, of course, Red Bull after party and he was feeling great and everybody in the crew and everybody was there. And my boy Hector was there as well. Um, it was just a good time being had at the after party. And, you know, uh, let's just say that Mark and I got into a little bit of a dance off on, on the floor. And uh, yeah, he might have won the race, but I won the dance off. I'm just saying. Black Moses does what it does. You dig? Um, so uh, <laughs> that was a fun night. That was a fun night. Um, but shout out to him and his team. Congratulations, Mark. Um, just a, an exceptional, exceptional, exceptional uh, talent, remarkable talent. And, uh, you know, here's to many more. Here's to many more. I love watching that guy race. Um, and it's cool. I think what's going to happen is with the level of talent that Mark has brought to the championship, to the sport. I feel like the younger riders, riders, I think this is the we're on the on the edge, on the verge of a new age of Moto GP talent. I think the bar was definitely raised with Mark. But I think that there are a lot of riders that are coming out now with his level or are approaching his level of talent. And as they get more experience, um, they're going to give Mark a run for the money, a, a more efficient run for the money. So I think the 2020 season of MotoGP will be more exciting and trust me, it's possible. It's possible. It's hard to believe, but I believe that the 2020 season of MotoGP will be more 
exciting and more thrilling than the 2019, you know, and, you know, look, you know, there's still four more races left. There's four more races left of the 2019 season. Uh, There's Japan this coming weekend. I'll be watching that on BN Sports. I'll be watching. If I can't be at the races, I'm watching the races on BN Sports. Shout out to my family at BN. Um, So there's four races. Japan is this weekend. Motegi, love it. Uh, Phillip Island, that's in obviously in Australia. That's October the 27th. Uh, Malaysia, November the 3rd. And then the final uh, race of the 2019 season, as always, ends in Valencia. Uh, and that's going to be on November 17th. So, you know, there's still plenty of action left. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's manufacturers, uh, championship so and there's you know it's still still plenty of good racing to watch so don't just just because mark was uh has won the championship for the year don't think that there is no reason to there's no longer a reason to watch if you already know who the champ is look rider to rider you know we I love racing. So I'm going to watch it first and foremost, because it's motorcycles, it's two wheels and an engine. Uh, but two, it's part of our culture. It's part of our sport and anything can happen. So, um, make sure you continue to watch and support MotoGP. Uh, again, as I said, I'll be watching MotoGP on BN sports. Shout out to my family at BN moving on, moving on. A lot of people have been inquiring about my hard knocks motorcycle, entertainment shirts uh most the, the logo is a stylized uh set of brass knuckles uh and, and you know there's the one with the with the knuckles straight across the chest and then there's one with the smaller logo uh on the lower left lower left hand side of the shirt uh people have been asking me about where can they get the SBI the sport bikes inc magazine apparel all the apparel for Hard Knocks and Sport Bikes Inc. magazine can be found at www.sportbikesincmag.shop. Sport Bikes, I-N-C-M-A-G, dot shop. We ship for free in the United States, so if you see something you like, holla at your boy. Support the cause. I'm just saying it's a good look. Maybe it's time for some life in the fast lane shirts. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. It's coming down the line. It could be. Could be. Listen, man. Listen. Uh, speaking of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine, we just released our annual ladies issue. Um, and those that know know that we do a contest to determine who the winner to determine who's going to be on the cover and featured inside. Uh, so it's an annual contest that uh, we promote via social media and we offer ladies that ride to tell their story and about about how they represent the SBI nation. And so there's a couple of rules and regulations that they have to abide by to be eligible um, but you know, there's, you know, it, it's, it's very cool because basically I ask ladies that ride to tell their story about how they came to be a rider, what their bike life consists of. Um, you know, some of them are entertaining. Some of them, all of them are entertaining. 
Some are funny. Some are uh, inspiring. Some of them are, you know, some make you laugh, some make you cry. But it's very interesting. And I think it's an opportunity to give lady riders, uh, you know, a chance to tell their side of the bike, if that makes sense. Um, And by doing so, by doing so. It's a great way to promote the sport. It's a great way to promote female riders as part of our culture. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, the issue just came out. And congratulations to Brittany Wynn. Brittany Wynn was our 2019 uh, SBI ladies issue cover model slash rider. She also, uh, in addition to being on the cover, there's a nice multi-page editorial. I think it's eight to 10 pages editorial about her story. Brittany was on the show a couple of weeks back. She's got an amazing story of being a survivor of, you know, just living her bike life at all costs literally putting her life on the line to be a rider every day. So please check that out. You can go to www. Was that three W's? www. Sportbikesinkmag.com. That's www.sportbikesinkmag.com. You dig? I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. Um, and without further ado... Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is a model, a photographer, and an amateur supermoto racer. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my friend, Nicole Spicoli Pittman. Spicoli. What is up, Black Moses? How are you, my dear? I'm good, and you? I'm doing grand. I'm doing fantastic. What's what, what's the good word? You're out in Cali right now, right? Yes, we're out in Newport Beach, California. Now, Newport Beach. Now, is that where you're from? No, I'm originally Canadian from Wait, the Rocky pause, Mountains. Pause, pause, You're Canadian? I am Canadian. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners to Life in the Fast Lane, I believe this is our first international guest on the podcast, just want to take a moment to recognize that Life in the Fast Lane is officially international. Just saying, just saying. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you're originally from which part of Canada? I'm originally from Southern Alberta. It's right in the Rocky Mountains. It's honestly, they just, we were home about a month ago, cut my mom's grass. Two weeks later, they got 15 feet of snow overnight. So it's that kind of drastic crazy weather there in the Rocky Mountains in the foothills of Alberta. That's crazy. Definitely a lot nicer here in Newport Beach where you're riding all the time. Now, how long have you, so you were in Canada and then you moved directly to Cali or did you have any stops along the way? Oh man, I've left Canada in 2005 and did some schooling over in Australia and lived about five four or five years over there lived a couple years in the caribbean for some work and that's actually where i discovered supermoto which is what i ride okay and so in the caribbean i wanted to i lived on this small island called saint bartholomew uh saint bart's okay i wanted to get a vehicle to get around transport the island's so small that a car didn't make sense and i didn't want to be seen on a scooter so mm-hmm. i thought i was too cool for a scooter well you know <laughs> just saying so the, 
my friend was like, oh man, there's this cool bike. My friend is just going to sell on the island. He's like, I'm dropping it off at your place. Ride it. Let me know what you think. So I walk outside and there is this supermoto. First time I ever heard about a supermoto. But I used to ride dirt bikes when I was a kid. Um, until my uncle broke his back, he used to compete in KMA racing for Kawasaki, which KMA actually stands for kiss my ass racing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Broke, I dig it. He broke his back when I was about 11 years old. So I stopped riding. Okay. Um, but I, I saw this bike outside and I was like, it looks like a dirt bike, but it has these street wheels. I honestly called him and told him, I was like, this is the ugliest bike I've ever seen. Wow. So I was like, what did they do to this bike? And so I jumped on it. He's like, just try it out. Tell me what you think. Tried it out. Went for an hour cruise around the island, called him. And I was like, I have the catch for you today. I was like, this is the funnest thing I've ever read. Wow. Now, wait a minute. How old were you? Um, when I got my first supermoto, so it was 2014. Wow. So we're only going back five years. Yeah. Only five years ago, I discovered before that I was into sports bikes. I had okay. the RSB before I had the Aprilia Tuano. I was really into the sports bike. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about your first bike. What was your first bike? No, better question. Before we get into your first bike, how'd you get into riding? Riding was through just living. So I live on a farm, um, a big branch out in Canada that has just horses. So I, was, I, was, I grew up actually racing horses, um, okay. endurance racing. So it's a 200 mile race on an Arabian horse. So it's very long distance endurance riding. And did then just, also, did you just say Arabian horse? Yeah. Oh, that's fancy. Go ahead. Yeah, they're nice. They're they're a bit high spirited. They're they're like a supermoto, you know. They're a bit off its head. So I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, and from there, then just on the farm, we were always grew up riding go karts or bikes. So I was always in the garage or wanted to be outside. So kind of I've always had little bikes around the farm, but nothing ever competitive or ever serious riding. I just always knew how to ride a bike. Okay. And so when I got out of high school, I was like, I want to be a cool girl and get a sports bike. So my very first bike I ever purchased myself was the RSV4, okay. which was way too much bike for me at the age of 18. It That's was, crazy. That's a- yeah, it was hectic. But in Canada, there's like some countries, they say that they have rules. So you can't have over a certain CC bike for a certain age. But in Canada, they're pretty loose about that. I don't know about now, but they were. Okay. And so I got this bike, but, uh, uh, one of my best friends actually, like after only a year of having the bike, we were, we're out riding and she, she took a quarter wrong and, uh, passed away. Oh, wow. So I kind of took a break when I went over to Australia riding. I really kind of just left the bike scene for a long time. It wasn't really in me. It was like a hard hit personally. So um, when I saw the supermoto in 2014, that's really only a couple of years ago when I really got back into it and realized that I was really missing it in my life. And so, no, go yeah, ahead. When, when, yeah. When you get out and like ride and have that, that freedom, it's, it's just something else. It's something, you know, is a car can never offer you that. Yeah. Just driving from point A to point B where on a bike, you can just get out, you can be yourself, you can travel you know you're, you're discovering new things and it's in just a totally different perspective and that's what I really missed about it so when I got this uh, the supermoto I was totally hooked again so wait, and so you had the the um the RSV4 
right? Yeah. And then what did you have? What was the next bike? The, the, the Tuano. Actually, I okay. had them at the same time. Um, oh. I, kept, I just got such a good deal on the Tuano that I had it at the same time. So. Now, that, um, you know what's interesting about that is that because obviously the RSV4 is obviously more attack mode riding, more aggressive style riding. The Tuano is a little bit more, it just is powerful of a machine, but the riding position is a little bit more upright. Right. right. It's much it's it's more relaxed. It's actually more of like a super motor position, exactly. you know, where you, you are sitting up up tall like that. So um switching bikes was never a big deal for me because I, I was my I have an older brother, so I always gotta got the hand me downs of mm. bikes. Was whatever he didn't want or whatever was just on the farm that you could ride, I'd just ride that. So I was never really particular or really precise of what kind of bike I liked. As long as I got you had a try, try Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got to try a lot of different bikes and, and I wasn't picky about it as long as I was riding and, you know, part of part it. of my brother's team. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, all right. So we, you know, we've gone through the, the RSV4, the Tuano. Was there anything in between before you moved to Australia? No, I took, I took it even in Australia. I never had a bike at all. I got a Jeep over there. Okay. And never pick, picked it up again. I just left it for quite a few years and just wasn't into riding. I mean, I'd go on the back of my friends' bikes and stuff, but I, I wasn't into owning my own bike over there. I was concentrating a lot on school as an underwater dive photographer, so I was really doing a lot of things in the water, more based than I can on, on the road. So, okay, so you go and you have a grand time in the land down under, you focus on your studies, you're swimming underwater, you're taking pictures, you're doing your thing, you're living life, right? Yeah. Then you move to the island and then you discover, we'll say, the joy of supermoto. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about, I want to talk about, because for me, and we're, we're going to get into how, when you, how you and I met. OK, because right. you can of ride your, you can ride your ass off literally, literally. Um, and but you're the dope thing about you is that you're super cool. You're a super cool person. And, you know, it's well, very thanks, Black Moses. Oh, I think the same about you. Well, so. thank you. Look, look, real recognizes <laughs> real. OK, real right. recognizes real. OK, no. And you know what? I'm trying to bring back the word rad into my vocabulary every day. So I'm going to say rad recognizes rad. Mm. Just mm-hmm. let that marinate. Let that marinate. You dig? Rad. <laughs> yeah, rad. Dig, yeah. That's that triple R. Rad recognizes rad. I got to hashtag that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into how you and I met, but you, how the, and I've never really written. I'm a street bike guy and I'm a track guy. I've never really explored the world of supermoto. I've watched videos. I have friends that do it. Uh, Obviously, knowing you and that's that's your that's your field. That's your that's your skill skill set. It's super aggressive to watch. And there's something a little bit more primal to me. There's something more primal about watching competitive supermoto racing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you're sitting up. Maybe it's because I don't know. There's something like you're to me. It's like you're bearing your teeth more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel you. So, so what, let's, let's talk about how did you get into, comp- you compete, right? You compete. Right. Yep. How I do. do you- I compete for the AMA 
nationals. Um, it's my first year racing, to be honest. So I'm just racing the amateur. Okay. I've never been the competitive person. My whole thing, I used to, so when I got on the island, I got my first supermoto. I started my Instagram because I got convinced. People were like, oh, you should you take such nice photos all the time of your bike. You should pop them up on Instagram. And I didn't really know about it. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. And my name was actually Travel Dream Discover Supermoto. Hmm. So I, yeah, long name, really long name, but I was always, <laughs> so Wait, what I, was I that again? Say that again. Say that again. What travel, was it? dream, discover, super photo. Yeah. Okay. So I, I started the hashtag. A lot of people actually still use it. So it's cool. Um, I still do have the account. I use it as my photography account for okay. doing photos, but I, I kept my main account and just changed the name into, um, Spicko mode because my name's Spicoli, but um, yeah, funny story also how that that all started. Yeah, we're going to get that was that was the next question. Next question, (laughs) so next question, how the name started? Yeah, all right. Well, we went mountain biking, and I am not a mountain biker. Um, I I rode bikes as a kid, but I got convinced, like, okay, we're gonna go out and do some trails, and I had so much fun. We did a full day, four of our good friends, and then. And Parker as well, my husband. Uh, was shout there. out to the homie Parker Pied Pitch. Yeah, sh- shout out to Pied Pitch for sure. He's definitely a legend in Good my dude. eyes. So Good dude. We all went out and there's this big downhill that goes into a riverbed and you send it off this little um, concrete slope that goes into the riverbed of rocks. Okay. And it's it's quite it's intimidating looking at it, especially from the top. You're like, oh man, like you you're gonna land in these rocks right after this slippery concrete pad that's almost vertical. Um, and so Parker hit it, and then all these other guys, and they'd been riding the day before. I didn't go out with them, okay. so I thought that they were all gonna hit it, and I was like, man, I'm gonna chicken out if I go last. So I just went in full scent second time. Nobody else looked like they were gonna go right away, so I just followed right after Parker. And send it down and ate shit completely at the bottom, <laughs> like fully front nose, head over everything, like scorpion myself. Oh, wow. But Parker was filming me and he was like, yeah, Spicko mode. And that's how the name became, because I didn't realize that none of the other guys were ever going to hit that. Oh wow! <laughs> and so I just didn't want to be the last one, and the girl doing it last and checking it out, and yeah, nobody so else. You hit just it that came day, out. So. The gate was like, right. "Look what I can do!" <laughs> so yeah, so I, I got some street cred on the on the mountain bike for that day, just for doing it, and then that's when the name came, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really dope name." And that's maybe what I'm going to change my name to on Instagram. So that's, I love it. That's the story of the name. But how do we get? Okay, so. It's, Spicko mode, but Spicoli, Spicoli. Yes. Now, I, you know, obviously I'm older. I'm older. So I know about fast times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hip. I'm hip. Sean Penn. I'm, I'm all I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, the yeah. scene where he orders the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I love pizza. <laughs> I, I will eat pizza seven days a week if I could, honestly. So how I, do we... I'm a huge pizza eater, but how the name came yeah. is actually a mystery. Oh boy. And does it need I, to, it needs to, does called, it need to remain a mystery or are we going to drop some? We it, gonna... it, honestly, it remains a mystery. I've asked all my family members. I've asked friends. I don't really know how it started or where it came from, but I just got called it since I was little. Okay. You know. The name, the name just stuck. So pretty much everyone knew me as Spicoli and yeah, just, 
That's it a was random nickname. It works, and, you know. You know, when I got older, then I obviously watched the fast, fast times of Rich Von High and like discovered that he was this stoner dude. And <laughs> I was like, man, my, my parents must have been on it. Holy, I don't know. But <laughs> they say they weren't, but I, I'm still questioning that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So listen, listen. So first year racing. Okay. Um, how's it going? Um, it's going good. So riding supermoto, I've always been a street rider, you know, going out, just traveling, discover things on my bike, seeing new things. That's what really I love. That's my, where my heart is for supermoto. Um, I actually had, so how I even got to even think about the track. I was living in the Caribbean three weeks after I bought that supermoto that I just told you about, you know, my very first one, it was a KTM 450. I loved it. Um, three weeks later, I was watching the sunset, really magical spot, left the spot and I could hear this bike coming and there's, it's like a T-Max. So it's a scooter, but it's a souped up scooter. Mm -hmm. Um, I could hear him coming over this hill and like just pretty much going. So I actually like let off the throttle a little bit because I was like, Jesus, like this guy's flying. Um, he came over the corner, caught some air and had like the deer in the headlights moment where he locked onto me and literally oh. hit me head on. Whoa. And we had, that was my first real motorcycle accident. Uh, I woke up in hospital. I was fine. I just had like no skin, like pretty much from head to like my whole back. That's not fine. I'm afraid just to tell you that's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, fine. I, you know, I, I, got all my, I don't have any skin, but, uh, yeah, I, I, so I, yeah, I had a bunch of scars and, you know, had to regrow my skin. It took him about three months for full recovery wow. to get back into it. Um, but the kid was actually drunk driving, was finished fishing with his friends and took his bike home. And the kid actually lost his arm and his leg in the accident. So like Damn. it was it, for the island, for a very small island, it was a very big crash. Wow. You know, every, everyone knew about it all over the island. It was and my bike got totally torn apart. It was broken in half. There was just, there was no repairing it. Um, but a month after the accident, I was still in bandages, but I heard about another supermoto on the island, a KTM 530. Okay. And so I went and bought it while I was still in bandages and couldn't even ride because I knew my bike was totaled off. So I uh, bought this bike and that bike I had a lot of history with. So I rode it for about a year on the island that I moved to Barcelona, Spain and started my own business, um, over there. And I didn't want to sell my bike. I really, I fell in love with the KTM 530, um, and shipped it over in parts and rebuilt it in a friend's garage in Germany and rode it all the way down from Germany to Spain That's insane. and did a, did a road trip. Yeah. I had, to, I had just in my backpack, I had one extra change of clothes and then I stopped at like just cheap stores and bought clothes along the way. Yeah. And my backpack was just filled with oil and filters. Cause interval is about like three to four hours. You got to do oil changes on these bikes and stuff. So it's, it's a high maintenance bike, but I wanted to do the trip. So I did the trip all the way down there. And then, um, yeah, got like another stupid accident over there. I just, this is in Germany. I, I, this was in Barcelona. I bought, okay. uh, my first, KTM 690 SMCR. Okay. I love this bike for a long time. The look of it's really nice. Another supermoto from KTM. Um, tucked the front end when we were filming it. I actually got like, I don't know, over a million views on the crash Bible for it. 
I was in booty shorts riding and tucked, tucked the front up and did this somersault roll. Anyway, my three toes went all the way through my skin and my bone and came up. So I just I messed up my foot super bad. And at that time, I was like, man, it literally clicked to me after that accident. I was like, I really want to get better in cornering. So I want to go on the track. But I knew nobody in Spain that was ever track riders or even where a track was or anything. And I never really got to do it. So when I moved over here, I sold both my bikes over there. Okay. Moved over here. Um, and then obviously married my husband, Parker. Shout out to Parker again. Shout out to Parker again. So we got married and then he's, he's a track rider and a street hoonigan. Basically he's a stunt rider as well. Um, so he got me onto the track for the very first time and I really fell in love with it. I was like, man, like that's, it's fun. You go out, there's no stress about people around you and really got to like hone in some skills about riding on a supermoto. Okay. And so from there, that's where the racing really started was just picking it up with him. And he was already racing the, the MA nationals. So I was like, man, I was his pit crew and photographer girl for the first year. And then this year came around and I really wanted to challenge myself. So I challenged myself into racing the AMA nationals. I have missed two races out of uh, this series due to being, uh, there was another event. The X games was the same time as the one in, in Canada. And then Arizona was just a couple weeks ago, but I was really sick. So I missed it. But the biggest challenge for me in racing is hitting the dirt in slips. Okay. It is something that even if you're a dirt bike rider, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me. I was going down every single race in the dirt. <laughs> and because there's a massive difference in traction or lack thereof, right? On slicks to the dirt. Exactly. Right. Yeah, Especially if your tires are if your tires are heated and warmed up, I would imagine. Again, I've never done it, but I could only imagine just based on the science of what tires and traction and understanding tread and temperatures that that quick change of material that your tire is rolling on is going to completely change how the bike is going to react. Exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. It's just, it, it's a totally different feel when you're, when you're on the dirt on slicks, you know, you don't, you don't get that traction. And I ride, um, for Husqvarna. So we, this last year we we're riding, uh, the FS 450, the factory supermoto, and the 450 for being the first time ever hitting a dirt on a supermoto, it's a big bike to throw around. Wow. You know, most people are starting off on like 150s or, or something similar to that size. So you can just get a feel for it. But I just the very first race was state line in Las Vegas and just fully sent it into the dirt. Never hit a dirt on the supermoto and just went into my first race. <laughs> like <laughs> it was speak. Uh, mode. I, 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 yeah, I crashed. <laughs> I crashed a lot. I was definitely laughing a lot at myself. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> wow. picking up my bike every every lap, basically. So. But it was a great learning experience. So I, I knew where I was weak at and where I needed to pick up some, some time. So the biggest thing, it's not really skill. It's 10% skill and 90% confidence, they say. So to build up the confidence, it's all about seat time yeah. and getting time in that seat and just hitting it, you know, hitting the dirt section time and time again. But even now, after the, after the season... I'm still intimidated to get into that dirt because I know it's, you know, you know, something's your weakness. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, you got to face that <laughs> you know, fear, you, though. You know, and that that's the confidence where the confidence plays. You know, if you just go into it confidently, you'll you'll come out smiling. So even unconfidently, I was still smiling about it. But 
<laughs> you know what's funny? I just heard for the first time just a little bit of an accent. I don't uh, know. Y- yeah, you- I have a, a family members are Aussie. Um, spent a lot of time in Australia, back and forth. So I have a little bit of an Australian accent, a little bit of a Canadian accent. Um, I also speak Spanish, French, uh, Bahasa, Indonesia. So I, I have this mixture that actually doesn't belong anywhere. You are the international <laughs> woman of moto. That is who you are. Okay. That's great. That's really cool though. Like you sound like I heard you were talking and you know, then it was just kind of like, I just heard it kind of creep out a little bit, but now that you're talking more, I'm hearing it more. That's cool. That's, yeah. that's rad. That's rad. Wow. Right. Well, thanks. 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 Yeah. Appreciate that. So you have, you're, you're on a Husky now. Um, I am on a Husky. Yeah. But I actually, um, this month is my birthday, October. So Parker October actually surprised what? October me. What? October twenty second. Okay, you know That's I'm sure my, I will. My, my 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 race number is twenty two. Okay, so I'm going to uh, I'm definitely going to text you on your birthday. You know how we do. Aww, Give you a shout you. out. But just in, but in case I forget. <laughs> <laughs> happy early birthday happy early oh, birthday thanks so much yes thanks Appreciate so now that. parker is so, getting you so yeah so a month ago i had the worst migraine i never get headaches i never take like medication or pills i'm just anti that um he's like man I, I got something for you like will you and but can you help me come unload some boxes when i get home he was arriving at like 11 p.m from work mm-hmm. um I was like, yeah, all right. Like I'll, I'll get up and help you. No problem. Got up. He's like, yeah, they're just in the back. Open up the back. And I was like, okay, no problem. Open up the back. And I'm like, where are these boxes? And I was so out of it. I didn't even really notice. He's like right there. And I look up and he has a KTM 530 in the back. The exact oh, same wow. one that I had in Europe. He found for me here. So I actually am back on the KTM 530 in the USA. And I am so that's, stoked about it. That's, that's a good dude right there. That's a good yeah. dude. Parker, way to go, my guy. Way right? to go. Good looking out. Black Moses approves. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Well done. So so now what else is in the stable right now? You have your you're reunited with your KTM. You have your husky. Anything else in the stable? Yeah, my for, so for our wedding gift, my dad so we went up to Canada for him to really he already met my family um previously like when we're still friends and stuff like that we went up there and did some filming and riding and we actually camped out on on the farm because i was like i'm going to canada you can come along anywhere i'm going but (laughs) i'm letting you know i'm not staying in a bed i'm camping everywhere i love camping and um camping back home was i hadn't been home in like three years at that stage so i was really stoked to go back and camp so we camped it out and yeah so he already met my family but we went up there married now we just shotgun wedding to in virginia where he's from we just we're we're planning all this stuff we're like oh we're gonna get engaged and we're like you know what actually woke up one morning we're like do you want to just go get married today it's like yep let's do it nice. <laughs> we're just kind of those people when, yeah. when we know what we want we just do it so why wait um, life is too short i dig it so right after that we went up to canada got snowed in trapped for two months we couldn't leave because the snow was so hectic and we had a mercedes sprinter van we couldn't get it out um so my dad showed up with two bikes uh like a 70s dirt bike honda i don't even know what it is to be honest and then this 1978 dt 175 Hmm. two-stroker 
uh, injected or 78. And so we fixed it up, murdered it out black. You can see it on my Instagram. It's, it's pretty rad. And when we, we pulled out, we could finally, the snow cleared for a couple of days. We're like, we're out of here. We got to get to Cali. (laughs) We're like, peace out winter. We're, we're not about it. And my dad's gave us the title and said like, here, it's your guys's for your, your wedding gifts. So we also have that little wedding gift bike, which nice. is kind of just a beach cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's very cool. So, right. And so, um, but you know, so you have the bikes and you're just living the life. You know, what's cool is that I knew you were a cool person, but even when one of the joys of, of having a show is that people, I get to learn more about people that I know, people that I'm acquaintances with, you know, you learn about them and you get to learn about their life experiences. And it's very, it's entertaining for me to listen to your history and your background gives me a better idea of who you are and where you're going and what you're doing. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're black Moses, black Moses approved for sure. Hands down. Hands Thank down. You. Thanks. Black Absolutely. Moses. Means Absolutely. A lot. Let's talk about, <sighs> let's talk about how we met. All right. Let's talk Dive, about what we, let, let's refer to it as the incident heard around Austin, all around Austin. <laughs> And around the world yes it's, it's globally known now. yes <laughs> international incident yes so the i've talked about it briefly um in you know in, in previous episodes of the show so the audience has heard my version of it can we talk about it from your point of view and sidebar sidebar my wife was very, my beautiful, beautiful wife, who I adore beyond life, was Aww. very, she, that, that's, she, Stacy is, that's just my heart. She's my everything. She was so mad at me <laughs> <laughs> that I, that, you know, that I was injured. Um, she wanted me. We'll get into what happened. Oh God, but, I'm on Stacy's bad side already. No, 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 no. I, look, I looked out for the cookout. I smoothed it out. You're good. It's all good. She was so upset because she was like, because I called her right after, like you know, I hurt my pinky, which <laughs> it was just my pinky. That was my whole thing. So shout out to Icon and D3O keeping me safe. I was totally geared up, and thank God I was. Um, the my pinky on my left hand was just a little bit swollen and I called her right after because I knew that there was video I knew that there was going to be things posted on social and I didn't want her to see it and then call me and be upset so I call her and I tell her so she wanted me she was like you have to go to the hospital right now and I'm like babe it's just on my pinky she's like no you have to put ice on it I don't understand why and you know I'm making it sound like she was she was more concerned about me um so I told her I said babe I'm not going to get any ice I'm going to get a nice cold beer and hold it in my hand and the ice the ice cold temperature of the beer should have the The same effect exactly that's right so (laughs) so that was the after baby I'm fine (laughs) yeah babe I'm good babe babe you're babe we're good we're good it's okay I'm going to be just fine I'm going to have a beer a cigar get back to the hotel have some whiskey. Everything's grand. Listen, so let's talk about from your point of view, 
the incident. Walk us through it. (laughs) The incident. So we brought one supermoto. This is before I had the 530 to the Roland Sands Super Hooligan show. I mean, we were so shout out to Roland. Shout out to Roland. Big shout out to Roland and everything that he's doing. Absolutely. Um, Moto Beach is coming up on the 26th here at Huntington. I mean, I'm so stoked to go to it. But first time ever he put on a supermoto race during his event. Yeah. And as supermoto people, we also have a lot of lot of homies out there with Supermoto Nation, Cole Holies out there. They all came down for it. Um so we flipped a coin who was gonna race. Mm-hmm. Parker won it, so he was gonna race the supermoto and I had to sit out for the race, which I was fine with. I was like, all right, that's fine. Then there's this electric bike company First time that they'd gone to a moto show. They first time that they'd ever put on a race. Uh, super seventy threes. Shout they, out to the crew at Super seventy three. Super big shout out to them. They're awesome. What they're doing is definitely inspiring people to get on bikes around the world. So yes, yes. The first time I ever rode it, they were like, "Man, we need another girl." Like Kelly, also um, from Super Hooligan. She came up to me. She's like, "Man, do you want to race?" She's like, "I can't." I was like, okay, like I was hungry because I knew I wasn't going to. Well, wait, and let's let's just let's just clarify. <laughs> they, this was the quote unquote celebrity super seventy three. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this wasn't necessarily a pro race. It was more for exhibition, but it was the quote unquote celebrity uh, race super seventy three. Yeah. Okay. So continue. Just for clear. Man, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Lined up with a bunch of great riders. I had no time. Literally everyone was on the line and I grabbed my helmet, grabbed my gloves, but never got to ride it before anything. I was just like jumped on it. And Parker told me, cause he raced the super moto. He's like, as soon as the lights turn off, that's when you go. That right. was literally the biggest hint I got. So I got the whole shot. Got to get out of the gate right away. I didn't even know that. Like, we're sitting like. I know. Everyone. Everybody's just kind of waiting. Like, oh. Everyone's just sitting there. And I just took off. And then Tyler was behind me. He passed me right away. And then I. So I got the first lap down. And that's when I caught up to you. Um, and I mean, every single time I sent it off that little jump, my feet were coming off the pegs. I was yeah. going. I was just pushing that thing to the max to try to get get going. I was wait, wait, so, super hungry and, to get a win. Let, let's talk real quick before we get into the actual the moment. Right. Let's talk about, see, the bikes, Super 73s, those bikes, they have, they're electric bikes, but they're, there's a throttle, a thumb throttle, so, and there's also yeah. pedals. There, there's pedals, so you can pedal it. But yeah, there is a thumb throttle, and they're, they're, they go up to about 20 miles per hour. But granted, um, now I weigh 260 pounds. So <laughs> that little ass bike, that little ass right. motor. Uh, oh, man. Right. Yeah. The, the, the weight difference definitely makes makes a difference on them because they are so light themselves. Right. Right. And they just they just have the, their electric motor that's in the back hub that's powering it. You got this throttle and you got a back brake. You got a front brake on your hands and. Then you got pedals yeah. in, in between. So trying to keep my feet on these pedals, they're not like pegs that are even. They're always mm-hmm. going to be mismatched and everything when you're going off the jumps. I was all over the show, but still just held that throttle open as much as I could. Um, coming up to the second jump, that's when I saw you. Mm-hmm. And hard to miss. To go- Big and black. <laughs> that's all <I> was. <laughs> I was. It's hard I went, to miss me. <laughs> went to go make a pass 
over the jump on the outside and I cut into you to make that next corner. And honestly, I swear to God, I didn't even know that you actually fell down. I, I didn't know that I, 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 that something was happening behind me, but I felt my back tire wash out a little bit. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> to, to keep it to keep it upright, all the only thing I could do, both my feet came off. I saw the video; both my feet flew off. The only thing I could do to keep it stable was just keep that throttle on. So yeah. I just <laughs> this little blonde streak just whizzed past you. But yeah, yeah uh, I, your front tire caught my back tire, and yeah, I took you out. I took you out pretty good. I actually just literally right before this call posted it on my IG. Oh, I saw that. I got the notification. Yes. Because it, it cracked me <laughs> up. I was like, oh man, you, you can barely even see me in the video. I just like whiz by you and take you. <laughs> but the funny thing is this, I have to say, thank you. I have to say, thank you. Because that was the most glamorous, uh, iconic fall, the most iconic tumble. If you watch the video, oh, yeah. okay. Nobody falls like me. Nobody, 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 anything like it. Also yes. an electric bicycle. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the drama, the intensity, that's all black Moses, baby. Okay. I think, I, th- I think it was, the, there were naturally two tumbles. I think I tumbled twice, but then I threw the third one in. That was just for the crowd. That was just, to, <laughs> the, that was just for the entertainment. If you watch the first two were natural and I kind of like, you know, I got one more in me. I roll like, again. Yeah, I still got some momentum. <laughs> so just finish this off as a home run. Basically. Just going to use the momentum, the gravity, just going to let it happen. Okay. And um, by the time I got to my feet, the race was over. <laughs> So I took yeah. my time. I took my time. I got myself together. I ride it. I ride my bike. Got on it, and I I finished the race. I think maybe I think I just finished the lap because the race was over. So I don't think I finished the race. <laughs> I just finished my lap, and uh, it, ha- it happened really quick. It did. It yeah. flew by literally. And, <laughs> and then I think I gave the greatest post race interview. Oh, biblical, quote unquote. It was biblical. Thank you. Thank you. So again, if you had not have taken me out, I would not have had that moment in the sun. Um, But there's so much because there's multiple videos from multiple angles. I had friends, uh, my buddy Tim Collins from Bonaire. He was recording from the other side and you hear him in his video. You hear, oh, no, Moses is down. Moses is down. So many many people were concerned about me. The whole crowd, you could hear them in in anyone's video that they sent me. Everyone was like, like the moment that somebody goes down first on these electrical bikes and does such an epic yeah. <laughs> epic great. washout it was it definitely got the crowd on off their uh and you know what the funny thing well who won the race <laughs> um so white flag went i was just behind tyler and actually he thought i was a lapped rider he didn't realize the whole time when he that we, we watched the whole video it's all and he looked back right before the the, the finish line and I was tucked in behind him a little bit. And so he never saw me. And so he almost he started to celebrate. And then he saw me 
come on in on, on the inside and I won by half a tire tire length and won it. So, so yeah, I, I won the super 73. That's what it's I thought. The, so you take black Moses out and you take the victory. <laughs> and I, I took the win. Yeah. So the bike that I have um, now, the pink bike is actually customized from super 73. Um, wow. And so now the bike went from green to pink and she's, yeah, I actually called her hashtag Beerman Slayer for a while there, but Ty- Tyler Beerman thought it was kind of offensive, so I stopped calling it that. But I can understand that. I can understand it. Was, it. it was my biggest victory, you know, the cel- the celebrity race. I wasn't even going to race it, and then Kate came home with the W against Tyler Beerman and all the other amazing racers that that lined up for that. You know, even Parker <laughs> Parker was in that race too, so I took him out of it. And yeah, it was definitely a, a really really great victory to go home with that. Now, listen, because of your, because of your actions, I think I should have gotten a consolation super 73. I would agree with you there. You know, like that was the biggest tumble. Actually, Imogen as well went down in that race. Yes. She, and I saw her. She took out the barrier at same spot as you pretty much. I saw that. That, you yeah. know, it was it was there the was most, some carnage out there. You know, people were hungry, but it they was wanted fun. That Super 73. It was so much fun. Um, it was. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was so much greatness, so much epicness, so much epic proportions. It was just fantastic. And then the only the only downer was that I hurt my pinky and my wife was upset with me. But for the rest of the weekend at the track at Coda. For GP. And again, for those listening, this happened during MotoGP weekend in Austin, Texas, uh, part of the hand built show, the whole situation over there um, for the rest of the weekend. People were walking up to me saying, I heard I heard <laughs> I saw the video. It's been posted. I was legend for the rest of the weekend. I like to think for the rest of my life, but definitely for that weekend. Anybody I, I that was, didn't know Black Moses, they knew. knew Black they Moses. knew. <laughs> it was great. And I owe that to I, you. I actually was was kind of the, the bad guy. I was like the joker of the weekend. Yes! People DM me and be like, yo, you took out Black Moses? No! Like, right, were, you, were you getting yo. hate DMs? Were people giving you hate DMs? Oh, that's crazy. A little bit. Or else they just thought that I was an ultimate G. I don't know. Oh, like, that's mix, great. Mixed signals. They're like, yeah, you took the big man down. Yeah. <laughs> and you got the win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was definitely an epic, epic meeting, but that was our first meeting, and you know it's. But it was an ultimate. It was a. It was a bond. Yeah, it was an immediate bond. You know, um, you came back at a certain point. You checked on me um, after my post race. Uh, interview, <laughs> which I can only describe as <laughs> biblical in itself. I pulled out a. It was the fact that I had the the mind state to keep a cigar at the ready. Um, mm. Either it was either going to be for victory or, or for not, but I was ready. I was ready to go. Um, but you came over and we met, and you know, I'm a. I'd like to think that I'm a good judge of character. There's certain people that I vibe with. There's certain energies and certain levels that I vibe with. Your energy, uh, Parker's energy, it's just good. It's good. It's really good. So you, you meet people, you vibe with them. Life is grand. Life is grand. So thank, thank you. you. Thank Honestly, you for taking me yeah. out. 
Um, <laughs> Anytime, Black Roses. Yes. Are you going to come out to the Huntington Beach Classic? Right now, I am possibly, that's a possibility. I am working on some things to figure out the logistics. Um, I've got my fingers in a couple different pies and I'm juggling multiple universes as always. But I am working on, that's on the table. I just have to make sure I can line a couple of things up to make sure that I can go and be a part of it. Um, but you'll be of the first five people that I let know if All it goes right. down. Let, let me know because there's another super 73 race and you might be able to redeem yourself. The rematch. The okay. Rematch. Okay. Let's that make some phone calls. T- the, the last race that was in Costa Mesa here, Tyler Beerman came back and got a W as well. So he's on his own bike. Okay. And I mean, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna get real. Okay. Last, might, last race of the year. I mean, I might have to be a part of that. Listen, homie, buddy, pal, friend, oh, mine. Listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I want to make sure that we give an opportunity for you to give a shout out and give propers to your sponsors. Um, Absolutely. Super cool of you. Because honestly, my sponsors definitely take care of me, take care of them. And that's just how the world works. You know, that's how you got to get on the vibe. So big shout out to Cortex. If you've seen my my most recent post about my suit, they literally put happy faces, mm. matching suits, me and Parker, happy faces all over it, butt patches, the whole nine yards. So shout out to them for, for hooking us up with that. They also just came out with a new Boulevard collection. So we got to get in cycle news and everything for, for, for the magazines and for doing the shoots and wearing the gear for that. Nice. Shout out to Super 73 because they've just been there the whole time through racing and everything we put them on our, our graphics for our race bike just we love the brand and everything that they're doing they're so innovative and right in there um is also Grenzgänger out of germany they've always hooked me up with goggles and gear and normal clothing wear and uh awesome people scorpion was the very first helmet i ever got they've supported me this entire time uh Husqvarna, Husqvarna, they've gotten us a race bike. They made it possible from the very beginning to get racing, as well as Three Brothers here that's local to us. They take care of the, the race bike and make sure that it's always running well. With my KTM 530, just got Toxic Motor Racing on board with Motomaster and Michelin doing an epic bike build. That is what's coming up right now, guys. Going to be doing the IGTV series about it. And the bike is going from all black, murdered out to something that's completely out of the box and never done before. It took a, a hard time to find my graphic designer to make it happen, but it is happening and super stoked about it. I love it. I love it. Did we get everybody? That's that's pretty much everyone, yep. Now, oh, listen. Go ahead. I just got present sparkling water. It's a CBD-infused sparkling water on board, and it's called Drink Present. Sorry, Drink Present, and it is so good i'm actually really obsessed with this drink and it's healthy okay i like it i like it we got everybody right yep got everyone now listen before i let you go before i let you go we have a, a a section of life in the fast lane that we do every episode with every guest it is the super pole section where i basically ask you a couple of questions and you give me some rapid responses, your rapid truth. You don't have to think too much about it. Just whatever comes to your heart and your mouth at first, as long as it's your truth, it's all good. Are you ready for the Super Bowl section? All right. Question number one. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac, man, I'm West Coast cruising right now. I've got to be careful. I'm in the hood. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're, you're, you're in the hood. I, and actually, you know, I believe you. You are thugged out. I believe you. Um, okay, good answer. Good answer. Moving on. Question number two. And normally I don't do two of the same type of question back to back. But considering your Canadian roots, it's only formal. Uh, Drake or Chris Brown? Oh, you know, I'm on that Drake, that Drake oh. train. <laughs> Drake for days. Okay. Six God champagne popping. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Last and final question of the Super Bowl section of this episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. If you Moses. could take a. <laughs> I like how you kind of with the harmony. Moses. Moses. <laughs> if you could take a ride with anybody living, no longer with us, biblical, fictional, mythological, uh, whatever, who would you ride with? What would you be riding? And where would you ride to? Um, wow, that's a good question. Thank you. Honestly, it's what I do. It's what I do. I'm going to say my Uncle Jake on an old school KMA Kawasaki, like back in the old days. Wow. Before he broke his back, he never rode again. But those were some magical moments I like to think back to. And if I could ride right now with anyone, I'd definitely ride with my Uncle Jake. And where would you guys ride to? Canadian Rockies. There's this place called Blue Lake in the Rocky Mountains. Crystal clear, glacier-fed water. It's amazing trails up there, and haven't been up there since I was a kid. So that's that's where I'd choose to. Mountain I love life. It. I love it. I love it. Spicoli, my dear friend, my homie. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, where can we follow you? Give out your social media platforms so we can support you, your race efforts, your lifestyle efforts, everything. Where? How can we get down with the get down? Thank you so much for having me on here, Black Moses. For really. sure. We've, we've been trying to link up since the incident, actually. And <laughs> since the incident. Hectic, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram doing my thing at spico mode, S-P-I-C-O dot mode. Awesome. And we're, you're mainly just on, on the IG, right? I do. Yeah, mainly. I'm, I'm on YouTube, but I don't tend to do so many edits. Um, okay. But yeah, more to come with the, the bike build coming up. You know, when I have a project or some inspiration, that's when I get inspired to do videos. But other than that, on IG, I'm just throwing up my stories of the bullshit I'm doing every day, random stuff. I I don't know, but I'm just every day is something different, new adventure. So Awesome. Awesome. Do me a favor, please. Give the homie Parker a high five for me. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys. Maybe, maybe at the Moto Beach Classic. That might happen. But if not, then soon after that. Okay. My fingers are crossed. Hope to see you there. Um, hopefully that pinky is mended. And we don't, <laughs> you know, you'll have a cigar in your hand and a beer in your hand. And yeah, no, no pinky injuries. Sorry. Damn right. Yo, thank you so much. Listen, you take care. I will see you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Take care of yourself. That's our show for this week. Please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L I T F L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please, as always, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone.
Folks are asking me, they're saying like DJ Eek in Southern Hospitality, why? Because I feel like the South has so much more to say. And by that, I mean, um, if you think about it like this, um, we're kind of leading in the hip hop field. We're kind of leading in urban culture. But the question I like to ask is, are we really exploring that? I mean, think about all the things going on in the South culturally, entertainment wise, sports wise. Who's rocking with that? We will right here. Southern Hospitality. All right. It's going to be available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play and RadioInfluence.com. Join me. All right. It's kind of like a party because the South has something to say.